0: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Blog Talk Radio.
0: Well, good morning, everyone. Good afternoon to our listeners on the East Coast. My name is Stuart Crawford, and here we are for another episode of Small Business IT Radio, we've been off for a couple of weeks due to some travel commitments and HEG activities down in uh, Dallas last week and Vancouver the week before. But we're here, ready to go live on another episode of Small Business IT Radio. We're normally on here every Friday at noon on the East Coast, 9 a.m. on the West Coast, exclusively on BlogTalkRadio.com. And we'd like to thank the folks at BlogTalkRadio.com for making this great free service available to uh, help get our message out and. Help, uh, get some information out there to help the small business IT professional uh, with running their business and uh, making steps uh, uh, to go forward and, and hopefully, in today's economy, keep that top-line revenue and bottom-line profits uh, uh, going in the up direction. We have a wonderful show uh, scheduled for today. We have a great uh, guest, Mr. David Meerman Scott, joins us from Boston uh, on the line. and We're going to be talking about uh, the new rules of uh, PR and how to get press and just get your word out there and get the message out there about what your business is all about. And I know for a fact, and talking to a number of uh, my colleagues in Dallas last week, that marketing and PR is still, you know, understood. they understand the importance of it, but one of those activities that doesn't rank very high on the priority list. And uh, my belief in going forward in the world today is that, uh, you know, we need to, be- to step up that marketing and step up that PR just a little bit to uh, make a little bit more of an impact out there, especially in today's economy so david welcome uh... thank you for uh... taking some time out of your day to join us here on small business IT radio
1: oh give my us a pleasure, bit, good to be here
0: uh, give us a little history about uh, your, yourself, uh, I know you're an author and a speaker but uh... introduce yourself uh, for those that may be not familiar with who David Meerman Scott is all about
1: okay so i was um... vice president of marketing of a number of different publicly traded technology companies in the u.s. until 2002 when i was fired from Thompson Corporation, nice Canadian company, where I was vice president of marketing of one of the divisions, uh, because I was trying to uh, implement the sorts of ideas that I've been talking about ever since at Thompson, and they didn't like that idea, so they decided that I had no longer had a part in the company. And I left in 2002, started writing books, magazine articles, started a blog in 2004, Um, and and hit the speaking circuit and my most recent book which is called the new rules of marketing and PR came out in June 2007 in hardcover and it went through 11 printings um, has been the number one marketing and PR book in the world since June 2007 Uh, came out in paperback um, in January of 2009 and um, and also is being published in 22 other languages so it's really become sort of the go-to book for um how to understand uh the ways to do marketing and public relations on the web. Um so my whole thing over the last um you know years as I've been on my own is about writing about and talking about speaking coaching and um running seminars for organizations on how to be successful um in getting yourself out there on the web so people can find you.
0: Great and congratulations on your uh, on your book. I'm sure you, we can pick that up at all the major uh, chains, and the borders, and chapters yep. here in Canada.
1: Yep, all over the place.
0: Great, and I'm, we'll put we'll post a link up on uh, the Small Business IT Radio blog here uh, after the show, so we'll, you know, for those listeners that want to grab it, they can grab us through that way too. So, David, let's talk about uh, you know, marketing and PR in general here, because again, in my introduction, it's one of those things that a lot of small business IT professionals, you know, let's just face it, small business owners in general, uh, understand the importance of marketing and PR. But like I said, it it doesn't rank up there on the on the very high on the to do list. And do you see do you see that as a major uh, challenge for small businesses? Just they get the time to do uh, marketing and PR.
1: Well, I think um, you know I think part of it is what's the definitions. and you know so I've got sort of my own ideas on that. I mean I think that for a very long time, um, what business owners, you know, IT professionals, what what, what entrepreneurs, what we've been doing. Is It's been about trying to get attention, trying to get people's attention, trying to get the attention of the people who will, who will potentially buy our services or our products. And for ages, what, what getting attention has meant is sort of three things. One thing is that we could do direct selling. You know, we could bang on doors, we could cold call, you know, we could try to get attention one person at a time through a direct selling model. The other thing that we could do to get attention is that we could buy advertising. So we could buy advertising in the phone book, or we could buy advertising on magazines, radio, television, newspapers. We could buy a direct mail list, and that's a form of advertising. We could buy um, booth space at the trade show. That's a form of advertising. And the third way is that we could um, beg for coverage from the media, um, and the media would then generate um, attention for us. And I I think that most people – still believe that those are the only three options that we have available, either that we can try to get attention one person at a time by trying to sell people, we could get attention by buying advertising, or we get attention by begging the media to write about us and broadcast about us. But there's a fourth option, which is the best option, and that is to become what I call a publisher of information. And any organization can create the information online on the web that is compelling to the people that you're trying to reach. So you're actually earning attention. You're earning attention because you create a really interesting content rich website or because you create a video and post it on YouTube or because you have really interesting photographs on your website or you create a white paper or an ebook or some charts and graphs or something that helps your buyers to understand um, who you are, what you do, and how you can solve their problem. And I think the part that's misunderstood and the, one of the reasons why, you know, so many people, as you suggest, are kind of ignoring this idea of marketing and PR is because they're applying those sort those old rules of what marketing and PR is, which is buying attention and begging for attention. And they say, well, I don't need to work on any brochures. You know, I can go without them this year. I don't think any organization can go without Having a good web presence, and that serves as the way to earn the attention of people oh
0: yeah, I agree totally David that uh, you know having that first uh, entry point of having that wonderful web presence and then uh, i say content rich and i mean i I've been accused of my travels of being a, a content generator and you know I, I I take pride in that because I you know even driving into the office this morning you know with Microsoft coming up with a brand new operating system this year' and I'm thinking. How can I take advantage of that to create some quality ma- material that I can post up on our website or send out uh, to some of the media outlets on how we're getting, uh, how we're preparing for the next release of Windows? And I think we need to look at that as a, you know, as creating our own context. I, nobody's going to come knocking on our door and say, "Hey, I, I have, I hear you have a great story to tell," unless you start, you know, creating that uh, momentum in the marketplace. And uh, you're you're absolutely right by you know having a great uh, website, and then you, know, you mentioned that you have a blog, and I have I have several blogs that I maintain, but it's all about getting the message of what our company does, and also you know what some of the individuals and the key, the key players in our organization do. Uh, you know, and I want to kind of uh, uh, go on that a bit more because I think David, what you're trying to tell me here is that before the phone rings or that first initial email that you know if somebody wants to maybe do business with you or, or or follow up with you, they're going to Check your credibility out by going to your website. Is that what you're finding out there?
1: Actually, it's more. It's even more fundamental than that. The ways that people solve their problems are that they go to the web first. Now, I ask a every time I give a speech, and I do 65 speeches on average a year all over the world. And it doesn't matter where in the world I'm speaking. It doesn't matter the age of the people. It doesn't matter the nationality. The job function. It doesn't matter. I ask a series of uh, five questions, and I say to people, in the last one to two months, privately or professionally, in order to research products or services you might want to buy or answer a question that you have, have you gone to the telephone directory, the yellow pages? That's the first question. The second question, have you answered a direct mail advertisement? The third question, have you... Gone to mainstream media, that means magazine, radio, television, or newspapers. The fourth question in order to research a proctor's service. Uh, or answer a question that you have, have you gone to Google or another search engine? And the fifth question is, in the last couple of months, to research a product or service, you might want to buy or answer a question, have you tapped your online network, your peer-to-peer network? And that means sending out an email or maybe going on an instant messaging service or Facebook or Skype or Twitter or something like that, some kind of online mechanism, you asked your friends, families, or family members or colleagues a question and they gave you an answer back that was a URL to a website that you visited. Now, what's fascinating is it doesn't matter where I am in the world, it doesn't matter who I'm talking to, I ask that series of questions. The answers to the first three, three questions are between 5 and 25%. That means that when people are trying to find you and your company and your products and your services between five and twenty five percent are using traditional methods to find you and a hundred percent of the people that i ask are using search engines and they're tapping their networks to answer questions online that means that hundred percent of the people who are looking for you are out there using the web using search engines asking friends and colleagues and family members for advice and what that means is crystal clear to me, and that is that the most fundam- fundamental way to gain attention with people and to get yourself out there is to have a really good focus on the web. Your question is what do they do when they're at the point where they're, they're actually know who you are and they're researching you? And yeah, they do go to the website, but I think it's even more fundamental than that. The ways people are solving their problems today are vastly different. Than the way they solved the problems just five years ago. I mean, just five years ago in the IT space, if you wanted to research a, a technology product, you probably asked Forrester or Gartner or one of the uh, the technology research analysts, or you might have gone to a trade show and, and went, you know, up and down the trade show floor. Not anymore. People still do that, of course. But the fundamental way that people research technology in any product purchase is the first thing they do is they go to the search engines. So that means if you're selling into that market, you have to have really compelling information that um, is going to be ranked highly by the search engines. And then once people find it's going to tell a story about you and your organization that people will sit up and go, wow, this is an organization I think I should do business with.
0: Well, I, I totally agree with you, David, on that because um, even the other day I was talking with a colleague of mine who's in the advertising industry, and he's totally floored by the decrease in advertising sales to his magazine. People are just not going and buying full-page ads in in magazines or in the paper. If they are, they're being you know drastically discounted, and more and more people are moving to uh, online social networking and social media to help get their words so, out. I mean... We were just talking prior to going live on the, sh- the program here about Twitter and how you know I have 1,200 and some odd followers on Twitter today. And I mean, a month and a half ago, I had maybe a couple dozen. But the under you know the importance of that, and you gotta you I mean you gotta filter out some of the noise in there too. But it's it's critically important that you know I find that we get our message out by multiple different channels. And you know, in your PDF on the new rules of PR. You, you talk about some of the new rules of press releases, and I mean, I use press releases uh, to send out every little thing. We talked about the Windows 7 announcement. In the past, you know, we used to use a service like PR Web or Newswire, and it would cost you a few hundred dollars to send the news out to all the media outlets. I think you can get the same bang for your buck today for relatively m- less amount of an investment using social media and, and the online tools. But are you seeing a trend now, David, where more and more companies are just putting news out, even if they win a new customer or have a new product launch or or even talk about some new technology that may be coming out that impacts their business.
1: Well, I guess there's a couple of different questions implied there. The first thing is critically important for people to understand. Um, yes, you can put out a press release without using one of the news release wires. But if you want your news to be indexed by Google News and Yahoo News and many of the vertical market sites and portals, the only way to make that happen is to go through one of the news release distribution services. And you mentioned a couple of them there's PR Web, there's um, PR Newswire, there's Business Wire, Market Wire, and Prime Newswire, are sort of the five larger ones. And there's a lot of other ones. Um, again, if you want to have your news reach uh, the. Um, uh, people through Google News and Yahoo News, the other news services in the vertical market sites. You have to put it through a news distribution service. Now, the press release was designed a 100 years ago as a way for organizations to send their news to members of the media with the hopes that those members of the media would write or broadcast about their products or services and um, prior to the web the only way that you could get um, your information into the marketplace is if someone picked up your press release and wrote about it well that's absolutely and drastically changed because now anybody with an internet connection has access to your press release in its raw form even before members of the media choose to write about it or choose not to write about it so what that means is we need to think about the press release not just as a way to reach the media but more importantly, as a ra- way to reach buyers directly, as a way to uh, to get people to um, to have access to your information directly. And to do that well requires that you don't just talk about your products and services in your press releases. And by the way, you shouldn't, shouldn't just talk about your products and services on your website either or in the information you create, because i got news for you. No one cares about your products and services. They don't care about my products and services. They don't care about Stewart's products and services. What people care about are themselves, and they care about answering problems, and they care about solving problems. So if you're press release or your website or the other content that you create is designed to help people to solve problems and and is written in the language that's important to them then it's much more likely to be valuable And what I see constantly people doing is writing press releases about their products. And a press release in the IT business is typically something like this: Company X, the leader in integrated automated testing, has announced its new flexible, scalable solution for improving business process using cutting-edge technology. Now, I I read a sentence like that, I go, "What the hell does that mean?" It has no meaning whatsoever. And the reason that that doesn't have any meaning is because that's a press release about a product. And again. I've said this already a couple times, but nobody cares about the product. What they care about is an answer to a question, or what they care about is solving a problem. So if you create a press release in a very, very different way, which is answering people's problems and describing solutions to them, then and only then can you be found in the search engines Uh, that are when people are looking for press releases and when they're looking for content. And then when they get to your site, they're going to be uh, wowed with how smart you are.
0: Well, it's the old what's-in-it-for-me approach, uh, and that's one thing to keep in mind when we're writing writing, or even when we're talking face-to-face with our customers. It's it's either uh, when you talk about your one line there in the press release, I would look and go, okay, well, so what? What does that mean for me?
1: Right. Absolutely.
0: So, I mean, Dave, how important is it... uh, for, you know, marketeers or owners of a small business to be, uh, I find that being a storyteller is a good way of, uh, you know, getting information about what we do. Is that, what you're finding is people that, are, that do this extremely well are more like storytellers instead of what you describe with you know, pushing a product?
1: Oh, there's absolutely no question. Um, if I come to you in a cocktail party and I say, oh, hi, Stuart, good to meet you, I'd like to tell you about my product. How do you feel?
0: However, if I, I, I feel however, like you're a salesman. Yeah,
1: yeah right, right. Yeah. And if I, however, if I come to you and I say, hey, Stuart, how are you? Um, can I tell you a story? How do you feel?
0: i mean, uh, a, bit, a bit more open, ready to receive. Exactly, uh, yeah, go ahead.
1: exactly. Yeah. So so you're absolutely right, and I've noticed this too, and um, I, I, I think that the people and the organizations and the companies that are able to, to tell stories and articulate things in the form of a story are much more successful than those that just, you know, willy-nilly talk about their products and services.
0: And we, we have the, uh, the chat window open here, David, on uh, blogtalkradio.com for people who want to ask questions, or uh, the phone lines are open, uh, and they can call in to ask questions, and the phone number for that is uh, 646-716-8372. So if you have a question, feel free to dial in and ask a question. David, I picked this one up off our chat window. One of our listeners, in uh, uh, Dave in Las Vegas, actually just emailed me and said, you know, he understands the importance of, of getting press release and using the services that are out there. He finds the cost is a little uh, uh, expensive for a, sh- a small budget that he has. Yeah. Are, are there any ways that you think some of the free press release services that are out there to get that same impact?
1: Um, I think there's 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 what what's important to remember here is that um, it's it, it's dead easy to just publish your press release on your own website. Um, the search en- the general search engines will find it, and you know it will get indexed. But in order to truly have that press release become visible, it really is important to have it appear in the news part of the search engines. And so not everybody knows that the news part of Google and Yahoo and the other search engines is different from the basic web search. And you can find that by, if you go to the Google homepage, up above the search bar, it'll say web, images, maps, news, shopping, and then there's a couple of other things. Um, Google web is a different part of the Google search engine from Google News. So it's important to have your news appear in Google News and Yahoo News and the other news um, search engines. And the only way to do that is if you go through one of the news distribution services. Now, um, uh, Dave's right that there are some news distribution services that that are cheaper than some of the other ones. There's some that are even free. What I would encourage him to do is to make sure that, um, he checks with the news release distribution services that he's planning on using and makes sure that any news distributed through them is going to be indexed um, correctly and effectively through Google News. And one of the things to look for is make sure that um, Google News will carry forward the um, embedded URLs because when you do a press release, you want to have a URL that points back to your site. And sometimes with some of the, the low-cost or no-cost Um, options out there, they strip out the embedded URLs so that people won't be able to link directly to your company's website. And, you know, I'm a pretty big believer, I mean, it's not always true, but I'm a pretty big believer in the old um, adage that you get what you pay for, and I think if you use, I mean, there are exceptions to this rule, but I think you need to be careful before you put the the trust of your company into something that's free. I mean, there are exceptions. I'm not saying there's always wrong to use a free service. But you do need to make sure that you're going to get what you need, including distribution through the news um, uh, parts of the search engines, um, hyperlinks available and ready to be linked back to your site or wherever you want people to go, and, and maybe even the availability of things like images and video and other multimedia.
0: Of course, with the uh, having those links also helps you with your... Uh your search engine optimization, absolutely. of course, getting any higher, higher rankings on uh, your yep. Google ranking and stuff yep. like that. So it's important ab- to do that stuff. Ab-
1: absolutely. So, you know, you need to be very careful and make sure that those things are available with those free services.
0: So in the beginning of your uh, your talk today, Dave, David, you were talking about, uh, you know, doing eBooks and white papers. Uh, I've, I've written a few uh, white papers, some that i sold and some that I just give away. And I wrote a few. I've written a few books myself, and again, some of that I sold, and some I've just given away. Like your, uh, that's how I found you through your free uh, ebook that you had online on your website. Uh, it's you know that can be time consuming for a lot of uh, small business owners. Is there any tips and tricks around putting together a white paper or, or you know, or an ebook? You know, people think that it should be the super long document. I mean, your ebook that I read, I read was like 22 pages.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: any tips and tricks you can share with us there?
1: Well, first of all, that particular ebook that you read, the New Rules of PR, has been downloaded something like two hundred thousand times. I have another ebook I put out in uh, the beginning of two thousand eight. The beginning of two thousand eight. It's called the New Rules of Viral Marketing, and that one's been downloaded four hundred and fifty thousand times. So the first thing to recognize is that with a free ebook book um, or white paper um, or, or, or set of data, you know, some kind of free information, there's a possibility that you can reach hundreds of thousands or even millions of people. And imagine for a second how much that would cost if you had to buy that attention. I mean, it, most organizations couldn't afford it. If you had to buy that much attention. So it's really cool that you can do this and it's free. Um, when thinking about creating some content like we just talked about with ebooks, there's three ways to distribute it. I'm a huge believer that there's only one way that people should go, but I want to talk a little bit about the other two ways. One, if you create an ebook, an ebook, by the way, is just a PDF document with some interesting information in it. Um, it's it's not a book length, so it's kind of a misnomer. But I call it an e-book because there, it has a perception of value. If I say to somebody, "Hey, do you want to re- download my report?" They're like, "Well, okay, maybe." Do you want to download my white paper? They're like, "Well, okay, maybe." But I say, "Do you want to download my ebook? book It's like, "Hmm, that sounds like it has value." So that's why I call it an e-book. Um, and one way to offer an e-book is that people have to pay for it. You know, it's Three dollars a copy or five dollars a copy, and then you, the benefit to you is you get money. Um, a second way to distribute an ebook is to require that anybody who downloads it provides an email address and/or other personal information. So the benefit to you in this case is that you have gained a list of email addresses of the people who've downloaded your your ebook. I strongly advocate the third choice which is that you make it totally and utterly free with no registration required at all. The benefit to you is that you have much much more penetration of your ebook and a factor of fifty times more people will download it than will download it if you require registration so, um, my, my main tip, my main trick here is to make sure that you really consider your goals for putting a, an e-book out there. And for most people, the goal should be that you're going to spread your ideas to lots and lots of people. A couple of other things to consider with an e-book is that you want it to be well-written. I mean, it sounds obvious, but not, all, not, all, not everyone writes well. And you need to have a really great design because the instant somebody opens your e-book, if it's well-designed... They get sucked in. They want to read it. They want to check out what's in there. But if you have a really crappy design, um, most people will just go away. No, it doesn't matter how well it's written. If it's not designed well, people are unlikely to read it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's the whole um, first impression thing. right? If, you, if, if I open up a book and the first ten pages capture my attention, the chance of me carrying on and reading the whole book greatly increased versus if the first ten pages are real boring, chances are I may just put it aside and go pick up something else. Absolutely. You know, so that's, that's great. I mean, I'm a big believer of e-books, and that's why I gave my last one away for free. And one of the things I did, David, and there was I, I uh, put a registration page for, you know, if you wanted more information, you can go register the ebook. And I found that wasn't very successful as I originally planned. Uh, do you have any recommendations there?
1: Yeah, it's people don't want to give out their personal information. And I think that, I mean, for so long, companies have required registrations for things like that because it's a holdover from the direct mail business. You know, when we used to send out direct mail, we would include a business reply card or some, you know, way of, of, of reaching us because after you send out a direct mail, you want to know, you know, who's looking at this thing and how can I, how can I contact them. The only way to do that is to get a business reply card to come back. And the problem is that so many marketers applied the same thinking to the web, forgetting that the web is a different medium. And the best way to get your stuff out there is to make it totally free with no registration required at all. And people aren't stupid. If you've created an interesting ebook or white paper or, or, or webinar or some other aspect of, of, you know, some other form of content, and it's really valuable stuff, and it solves people's problems, and it helps them to... Uh, understand how they can um, make their life better. They're not stupid. They will contact you to do business with you because they know that if you're providing all this great and wonderful and valuable information that you must have a solution to what their problem is. So. You know, we don't have to trick people and coerce them into doing something, and then get them on an email spam list in order for them to buy from us. If we provide something that's really valuable, they're going to say, "Well, gosh, this, this is a really smart company. I need, I need to do business with them because they understand me. They understand my problems, and I want them to help me."
0: And that, you know, one thing you mentioned there, David, was the email list. Um, do you find? I mean, you're, this is kind of might be going into more of your viral marketing uh, book that you have. Out there, do you find that people are just turning away from email marketing now? I mean, I found it was really hit, it really hit once, and then, I mean, I just found it kind of it just died off.
1: Uh, I'm sorry, could you say it once more? So, the
0: e- email marketing lists or, yeah. or any newsletter thing? Are you finding that starting to die off?
1: Email marketing has a different purpose. Email marketing is somebody you already know. By definition, you already know them because you have their email address. Um, so it's more of a way to maintain a relationship with somebody that you already have. Um, all the things that we've been talking about for the last half hour or so has been about, um, attracting people and gaining the attention of people that you don't know. And so, um, email is not good for that because it requires that people register, which they're they're typically reluctant to do. And, um... And that's fine if you want to do that down the road. In fact, I'm a big believer in using email for your existing customers. I'm not a huge fan of using email as a form of, of first-line marketing. You know, I, I'm not a fan of pushing people to subscribe to an email newsletter before they've had a chance to experience your company in some other way. I'm a much bigger fan of providing something that's got incredible value to them, making it totally free and then offering something to them, you know. In that case, maybe you could offer them a subscription to an email newsletter after they've read your valuable ebook.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I agree with I agree with that because uh, I don't. I mean, I get tons of email every day, and a lot of that stuff for people I don't know. I just end up deleting it. So I don't want that to happen uh, to our to our information. Of course, on all the hard work that we're doing, uh, you know, through uh, through our. Either through our press releases or our blogs or our wikis or you know, whatever we're doing, uh, yeah, you don't want you want you don't want that hard work to, to disappear into uh, into the deleted items uh, bin of your uh, Outlook or your email client. Right.
1: So,
0: you know, if we had to give away three or four tips, uh, David, you know, to you know, we talked a lot of a lot of great content content in the last thirty minutes or so, but you know, if we had to narrow it down to you know, here's my three golden tips. That if you do these three things, you know, you're you're taking that great first step uh, to getting your attention uh, in the marketplace, or you know, getting the uh, at least your uh, the eyes open of those people out there that will maybe want to write about your company or or pretend, or let's face it, potential buyers. So marketing is all about converting people that you don't know into potential buyers.
1: So I think that. Um there are, uh, yeah, we'll we'll call it three things. The first thing that's really, really important is that you have to stop being egotistical and you have to stop focusing on your company and its products when you do any of your marketing and public relations and and communications efforts. Instead, you need to focus um, very strongly on the people that you're trying to reach, your buyers, the people who you're not yet doing business with. And you need to understand them. You need to understand how they think. You need to understand what problems that you solve for them. And you need to understand the words and phrases that they use to articulate those problems. Because then you're able to create something really interesting for them. Because you're not just writing about yourself. You're not just writing about your products. You're creating something valuable for people. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that you need to create that piece of content and And, do a good job with it, you know we've talked a lot about ebooks, but there's a whole bunch of other forms of content. You could create a video and post it onto youtube, you could create. Um an interesting um, set of charts and graphs that articulate some interesting trend in your business or in your in your potential customers' business and publish that out. There's all sorts of things you can publish. You could do um, a set of photographs that that shows something interesting in it. It um, doesn't really matter what form the content is, but you have to write you have to create content. you have to put it out there. And the third thing is that, Um, it's a good idea to participate in the online forums and chat rooms and blogs and other places that your buyers are participating. If your buyers are on a certain chat room about some aspect of your industry, you should be there too. And you shouldn't be there to sell, but you should be there to be a participant, to be a member of the community, to show people that you are an interested and valuable member of that community.
0: So some pretty good uh, tips there, David, you know to at least take that first step off the curb uh, and uh, and move forward in in your in your p r your marketing or whatever you want to call it today or just getting the word out about your company now in your ebook and just I just put that one page where it says that we need to prepare to be a maverick uh, let's face it we're probably going to run into some old you know old school thinkers um, which uh, I mean we talk about a lot of stuff and I'm sure it's all you know all relevant but what's your tip to to get around those old school thinkers?
1: I would ask them that series of five questions that I asked earlier when we were on the phone. You know, in the last couple of months, have you, Mr. Old School Thinker, have you um, used the telephone directory, the Yellow Pages? Have you bought a product because you saw an ad on a billboard by the side of the road? Have you bought a product or service because you saw it advertised in a magazine or newspaper? Have you gone to Google or another search engine to buy or research a product or service? A- ask those questions because guess what? Everyone answers in the same way. And so, if somebody if someone's pushing back, chances are that they also go first to the search engines. If they don't, if they say, well, I'm not on the web, I've never used a computer before in my life, and I only use the telephone directory when I need to find a new product, well, then you really have a dinosaur on your hands, and it'll be hard to work through that. But in my experience, those are very rare these days. I mean, everyone's online. My my parents are both almost 80 years old, and they're both of them online every day. So that's what we need to focus on, um, the reality of how people are solving problems. And
0: that's that's the key, Dave. I think you mentioned right there is we have to be out there to prepare to solve problems and not not be out there to uh, to sell you know our services or our products. I think people buy from people always buy from those that they trust. Uh, you have a new book coming out uh, March the third. Uh, Worldwide rave. Can you uh, just talk about that for a few minutes here and uh, tell us what we you know, if, when it comes out on March the third, uh, why we should rush out to the bookstore and buy it.
1: Worldwide Rave is about how ideas spread online and, um, and why people tell, tell stories. So it's a great book for those who are interested in understanding how to create unbelievably compelling information that will encourage people to share it. And I tell the story of 37 different organizations that have created really, in, really interesting and compelling information, and that's spread like crazy. So, for example... Cindy Gordon, who's the vice president of marketing at Universal Orlando Resorts, was charged with launching a new theme park for Universal Orlando Resorts, and she had an unlimited budget to do so. She could have spent tens of millions of dollars on advertising, could have hired the best Madison Avenue agencies, ad agencies, and PR agencies to help her, but she didn't do any of those things. Instead, she told just seven people about the new theme park. The new theme park, The Wizarding World of Harry Potter, she told seven people on a secret midnight webcast. And those seven bloggers, the most popular bloggers about Harry Potter, they blogged about it. And then tens of thousands of people saw the blog posts, and those people um, talked about it too. And then mainstream media found out about it, so that, th- that um, just 24, 24 hours after she told seven people, over 350 million people were exposed to the idea of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Now that's an amazing story, and it's totally counterintuitive, and she thought she was going to get fired for doing it, but it totally worked. And so I'm fascinated by that kind of marketing and um, want people to realize that there's other ways to get out there than the, the stuff we've been doing traditionally.
0: That, that brings up one more thought pattern I had here, David, around, uh, you know, we would, I've been taught, and I'm I'm a little bit of a connector myself uh, from Mal- Malcolm Gladwell's Tipping Point book. Uh, how important, and you talk, well, obviously it is important because you just mentioned it, and I, I use other uh, eight uh, bloggers through our Heartland Technology Group and other IT professional associations that I belong to. But pick who the connectors are uh, to promote your products and services, just like you did in that story.
1: Uh, I mean, how do you find out who those connectors are in the online world? Um, you can find out because you're a participant in those online worlds. You read blogs. You participate in forums. You, you, you know what's going on. I mean, it's the same as the offline world. You know, let's say you're um, let's say you're a landscape architect in a, in a small town. Um, one way to get new business is to advertise in the phone book. Another way to get new business is to advertise in the newspaper. Another way to get new business is to join the country club, go to the bar, um, join a bowling league. You know, join the hockey league and meet people. And then if you know a whole bunch of people because you're a member of the country club and you're a member of a church and you're on the you're, you you go to the hockey league um, and play hockey every week then you've got a whole bunch of friends. And and, and sooner or later, we'll get around to, what do you do? I'm a, I'm a landscape architect. And guess what? When those people need a landscape architect, who are they going to call? They're going to call their friends, right? So if you do the same thing online, you participate, you become a member of the community, and everyone will know who you are. And then you can realize how you can influence people because you know who the people who have loud voices are. And um, ultimately, though, no matter what, it's not about – saying to someone who has a distinct voice hey i want you to talk about me it's about you doing something that's worth talking about those are different things Mm -hmm. and my my whole philosophy that i've been talking about now for the last 40 minutes that i've been writing about for the last eight years has been about the idea that if you have something if you if you're doing something interesting people will talk about it you don't have to jump up and down and scream and beg people and, 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 and pull your hair out and shout from the rooftops so that you have a great product. If you do something interesting, people will share it. And that's a hell of a lot better way to get out there than, than most of the ways people are using.
0: Absolutely. So, David, I want to be respectful of your time because I know you um, have uh, limited supply today. So, I want to thank you very much for taking uh, the last 40 minutes out of your day to come and talk with us My pleasure. here on Small Business IoT Radio. Um, how do people download the the uh, the PDF that you know the one I got here, the new rules of PR? Where, you know what's the um, best way to, got, your website? I've
1: got five free eBooks, and those are available at my website. My and I think you can probably put the the site up on the show notes, but it's scott com. That's David Meerman, M-E-E-R-M-A-N Scott. com.
0: Perfect. And that's a good way for them to reach out to to the you know if they want to talk to you more at length uh, about, uh, you know, your services and having you come and speak at their events. David, once again, thank you very much for your time. I, I know uh, in today's world, everybody's so short supply, but I really appreciate you taking uh, the last 40 or so minutes out of your day to come and talk with us.
1: My pleasure. Take care.
0: Thank you very much. And I uh, just want to kind of bring up the speed on what's happening over the next uh, few weeks here on Small Business IT Radio. Next week, we have a, mo- a minor schedule change because of the uh, something coming up in my world that I have to take, uh, take advantage of. So we're going to be moving our schedule back a little bit to 4 p.m. Eastern. That's uh, 1 o'clock on the West Coast. And we're going to have Will Krisky on talking about uh, uh, WordPress blogs and Internet marketing from a uh, you know, from a, a different perspective than what we talked about over the last couple of days. Will's got some great things around membership sites and uh, how to use membership sites. Uh, we have the folks from Autotask on in a couple of weeks uh, talking about the Autotask Partner Program and what's, uh, why the... IT provider, you should be looking at the, that as an option. So Autotask will be joining us on February the 20th. Uh, we have uh, George I Hope I can pronounce his name correctly. From Action Business Partners, on March the 13th, and that'll be at our regular time, uh, talking about uh, you know partnerships and what we should look for uh, when we're thinking about getting into business with either our friends or people that we don't know, or just general getting into partnerships, you know, in general. So that'll be on uh, March the 13th. Some of our upcoming shows, we're going to have an HTG special coming up uh, late March, maybe early April, uh, getting prepared for the next uh, set of quarterly meetings in Dallas. So with that, I would like to thank everybody for uh, for listening to Small Business IT Radio today. My name is Stuart Crawford, and, you know, I just love doing this program, and I just like getting back, giving back to the community. So feel free to tell about this, or talk about this program to your friends. Uh, post it up on your blogs if you find any value there. I really appreciate the help getting the word out. Uh, Again, Stuart Crawford in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and we're going to sign off for Small Business IT Radio for this week. Visit visit, uh, visit us online at smallbusinessitradio.com. You can drop me an email at info at smallbusinessitradio.com. Thank you very much.